It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On the Thursday morning at Wax, Wax 104.5. Glad to have you along here at the shank of the day. Bob and Joe with you as we take a look at the farm news this morning. How's the calf crowd? Now, are we done calving yet, or we still got a couple of holdouts? <laughs> we actually, I think, have one holdout. You have one left, huh? One holdout, but we're at 62. Oh, good for you. All right, 62 calves on the ground running around. The uh, weather's warming up. The calves are really starting to feel their feed now and, and enjoying it. So we'll talk about, uh, well, we will talk about livestock because we've got the markets as well. Dairy breakfast coming up. We're Thursday, so gear up. Then uh, we will... Unfortunately, not have a not have a breakfast on Friday in Eau Claire because that's gone by the wayside. But there will be an Eau Claire breakfast later in the month. But a lot of them coming up this weekend. Also, the Big Ellsworth uh, showdown in Curdtown. We're going to hear from Katie Christensen probably tomorrow morning about that, uh, so you can gear up for a Saturday night in Ellsworth. And a whole lot more to take a look at this morning. What else is on the count? Of course, uh, next week we've got the big FFA convention. We do have the big FFA convention. That starts on Tuesday. And yeah. the opening ceremony is right around noon. Yep, and we'll be down there. Uh, yours truly will be down there Tuesday morning doing some judging of some of the FFA competition down there. So always look forward to that. And, of course, uh, seeing our officer team. This officer team did a great job. Normally, there are 10 sectional officers. This year, only eight. So Ben Steyer and his team really had to do uh, above and beyond duty, so to speak. So uh, great job by that crew. So lots to talk about this morning and as we get through the weekend and into next week, including the weather. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get you some weather information right off the top. Our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. You know, your Markwart Motors service department is open for your 5,000-mile scheduled maintenance visit with a complimentary tire rotation, vehicle health check, and a car wash. Schedule yours at markwartmotors.com. Mostly sunny 77 today. Partly cloudy tomorrow and 78 with a chance of showers moving in uh, later on Friday and into Saturday. We're keeping our fingers crossed about Saturday, but 78 tomorrow, 73 on Saturday. Then it's going to warm up 80 Sunday and Monday, probably about 90 on Tuesday. Right now it's 50 degrees in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Again, it should be a gorgeous day today. You got hay to make, you're going to make a lot of it. 77 today. Thursday morning at Wax. We've got 50 degrees. Looking for sunshine and 77 today. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. News time. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live Wednesday night to talk about gun control. I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, all, all the things are within my power. The two talked about what the next steps are for gun laws in the U.S., with Biden saying he doesn't want to overstep his power. It was Biden's first in-person appearance on a late-night talk show since taking office. He's in L.A., where Kimmel is taped, for this week's Summit of the Americas. Federal authorities have raided the home of a California man accused of plotting to kill Supreme Court Justice Brent Kavanaugh. 
The FBI on Wednesday night broke down the door of 26-year-old Nicholas John Roski after obtaining a warrant for his home in Simi Valley. Roski was arrested in Maryland early Wednesday about a block away from Justice Kavanaugh's house and was armed with a gun, a knife, pepper spray, and burglar tools. Roski reportedly told authorities he had planned to kill Kavanaugh and then himself. He's being detained until his court appearance on June 22nd. The Department of Defense is ending a policy from the 1980s that restricts HIV-positive service members from being deployed overseas and being promoted into leadership roles. Brian Shook explains. The guidance took effect on Monday after being eliminated by a judge in April. After the passing of the Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990, no other employer besides the U.S. military has been able to legally discriminate against potential employees due to HIV. The change, however, does not change the current Pentagon policy that denies people who are HIV positive from enlisting in the military. I'm Brian Shook. And the National Weather Service is predicting a dangerous and deadly heat wave across the southwest through the weekend. The Weather Service in Phoenix says over 25 million people are under heat alerts. Some areas could top 110. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that would be our weather forecast this morning. A quick check of our weather from Ag Country. Mostly sunny and 77 today, down to about 50 as it starts to cloud up later in the day and tomorrow, partly cloudy to mostly cloudy with a chance of rain later on and into Saturday. 78 tomorrow, 73 on Saturday, then warming up as it looks like it'll be more good hand weather. Sunday, Monday, 80, 91 on Tuesday. Medford, 47, Wausau, 55, Marshfield at 50, Lacrosse at 53. Madison Sun Prairie at 52, Green Bay 57 right now, Milwaukee at 50, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we're also at 50 degrees right now. Again, on our way to 77, we got some markets to look at. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to those markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, the livestock... Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 143 and a half with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 144. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 131 and a half with cows at 65 to 114. Bulls are coming in at 60 to 109 with butcher hogs at 65 to 96. Sows are 46 and a half to 53 with boars at 15 to 25. New crop market lambs are 180 to 205 with old crop market lambs 165 and down. Beater lambs are 145 to 227 and a half with ewes at 67 to 155. Small goats are 25 to 200 dollars. Medium goats are 150 to 300 dollars and large goats are 315 to 500 dollars. All right, and uh, looking at the rest of our livestock, cattle were higher in the futures market yesterday. Hogs were lower. June live cattle, 136.82. That was up 310. August, 137.52, up $3.40. 
October at 142.75, up 267, and December up 210 at 148.47. Feeder cattle, August, 175.65, that was up 320. September, 177.25, up 250. October, 178.92, up 207. November at 180.50, that was up 197. And January at 180.47, up 172. Hogs were lower. June lean hog carcass contracts, 107.85, down 57. July at 107.95, down 132. August, 105.90, down $1.20. And October at 93.02, down 62. Board of Trade was higher yesterday, led by soybeans with uh, really some really big interest in exports and uh, also by the uh, markets, the bean and the oil market. As we have July corn overnight, though, in fact, overnight they gave back just a little bit. July corn down one at 763. The oats down four at 657. Wheat down one at 1073. Soybeans for July down two at 1738. Meal was up a dime at 41570. Barrel cheese 225 and a half up a penny. Blocks 227 and a half down a half a cent. Butter up three and three quarters. Three dollars a pound even. June class three down thirteen twenty four thirty. July down fifteen at twenty five oh one. August down eleven at twenty four ninety. September down four at twenty four seventy one. October down twelve at twenty four thirty seven. And that's the way the markets look. Nine minutes after five o'clock, we're going to talk with Leslie. He's with Alcivia, talking about the energy markets. Very interesting. So hang on for that. Is we got a lot going on around here this summer. Man, oh man, oh man, get ready. Ready for a fun night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is. Farm Tech Fest is coming, hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasion just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is also available, so get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time once again for our All Civia All Together Now talk. And our conversation today is going to be with Les Lee. And Les is the energy sales manager with All Civia Cooperative. And Les, I'll tell you, you've got one of those jobs right now where you better not take your eye off the ball the way things are changing in that energy industry. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Bob. That, that's the understatement of the year. You, you blink for a second and the markets can move 50 cents. <laughs> Diesel or gas, gas or a barrel goes up 6 bucks in just uh, a hot minute. It's crazy out there. So what are the things that you look at? to follow these markets because the world is upside down right now with Ukraine and the supply chain situation and everything else involved? That's a great question because the news, you pay attention to news, all you hear about is Russia and Ukraine and the lockdowns and China and whatnot. And that gets all the attention. But things that I look at really get back to the fundamentals. I'm looking at supply and looking at demand. And this goes for both, especially here in the Midwest, diesel, gas, and propane, and all three products were running below the five-year average uh, from an inventory standpoint. So you're you're still seeing the record demand, and supply is not keeping up. And quite honestly, that's what's really driving these markets 
you know, just as much as what you see in the world news. But the world news gets all the attention. But staying focused on the on those fundamentals is key, and that's that's what we're having the conversations with the customers as well on to really focus on that. Are you interested in? Well, you are, but more so nationally than internationally, or you have to focus on both? I'm sure. You, you have to focus on both. Um, it, it is because it, it's a global market, and even say propane, where it's not you know traded on the markets, but with the export markets really taken off, you know that really impacts local supply. And you know, in talking the grain with the basis can really fluctuate. We see that on the energy side as well. So you have to pay attention to both, but. I like to pay attention closer to the Midwest and down in the Gulf, those pads, because that seems to what influences our local pricing the most. So when you talk to Alcivia cooperative members, Les, Leslie, energy sales manager with Alcivia with us, what kind of things are you telling them to focus on right now? Because these energy prices are really throwing their bottom lines off, off kilter. Yeah. First and foremost, the, the conversations out at the farm gate or with the, the contractors, you name it, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the customer is. The focus is don't try to beat the market. Take a step back, look at uh, their uh, business, their financial needs, how are they doing, how can they um, lock in a profit. And those are the conversations that we're having. So at a farm level, you know, yeah, commodity prices are up, but so is corn, so are beans, and if they're locking in um, those outputs, it makes sense to lock in the inputs. Yeah, corn dryer propane prices is higher than we've seen in how many years, but if they're able to lock in that uh, corn at you know X price and then come in the backside and lock propane in and, and lock in that margin and that works for their operation, that, that's what the conversations are, what, what we need to be having. It, it's really getting in analyst the financials of each operation they're all different and making sure helping the customer understand their financials we're, we're glad to help in that standpoint as well as we look at what's going on in these energy markets now we talk about contracting i mean homeowners with lp farmers as you said for the grain dryers and this that, and the other thing now is the time or keep an eye on the markets and if you find a little blip jump in or take a chance and if they go up you're gonna have to pay more it's a tough decision to have to make right now it's a tough one just a couple years ago you know propane was flirting around that uh you know just a little north of a dollar or so and you know fast forward to now and we're at that and a lot of propane prices start with a two unfortunately and go up from there but it um is right now the, the right time? It's, we're seeing a lot of customers locking in now. Historically, the summertime is when he, most people will contract, and, and that will still stand true for for most years. Last year was not the case. It, propane rose all summer long, and which now has opened the eyes of a lot of customers that these buying windows that we have historically seen might not continue. And, you know, the big driving forces are, are, is the world news. It's the supply and demand. Just We have yet to really fully recover from the Texas freeze that happened a couple of years ago, especially from a production standpoint. And so now those buying windows are different. Uh, we're seeing a lot of customers now locking in 
corn drying for this year, and they're looking at next year and possibly even the year after. So uh, the buying habits are changing, and they need to. They need to change. They need to adapt with the market. So we, we can't uh, continue to do what we've done for the last 20, 30 years, unfortunately. And again, Leslie, Les, of course, as we said, the energy manager with Alcivia Cooperative on our Alcivia Co-op Talk program all together now at Alcivia. So again, do what you have to do, but boy, pay attention and have those conversations because it's so vital, that's for sure. 16 and a half after 5 here at Wax, 50 degrees right now. We're looking about 77 with sunshine today. Three generations of continuous care. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And, of course, the question we get a lot is, uh, well, milk prices. Well, they're up. They're nice. Joe, explain it a little bit. Well, for those wondering why milk prices are up this year, there are a couple of reasons. Milk production is down and demand is up. Production in many parts of the world like Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and even here in the U.S., is down from a year ago. And dairy market news has found out from producers that even with higher prices, the cost of expansions, added labor, replacement heifers, feed costs, and market uncertainty create too big a risk to put a lot of money into expansions. In places like Australia, the dairy industry is shrinking because of labor costs and availability as farmers are turning to beef, which requires less labor. Dairy officials in Australia say they expect their dairy industry to continue to shrink. In the U.S., Class 4 plants are not running at full capacity as powder demand is greater than supply. Yeah, that Australian industry is shrinking and they say it's not coming back, but... uh how much it'll shrink, we don't know. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, diversity, sustainability, regenerative agriculture, one food company down in the southern part of the state dealing with those issues. Pam Yonke will talk with those folks. We'll get all that for you next here on Wax. Again, 50 degrees right now. We'll get to 77 today. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party, and it'll happen in July. It's Farm Tech Fest, the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. It'll feature Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headliner Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. If you're not in agriculture in Wisconsin, you really don't understand the diversification of Wisconsin agriculture. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the diversification in agriculture is with all products across the gamut, not just dairy. And Pam, you had a chance to talk to some folks that are doing very well and even expanding. 
Yeah, that's right, Bob. Food processing in Wisconsin is big business, and it's getting bigger. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I had a chance to visit with some of the folks from McCain Foods. Now, McCain Foods is a group that's actually headquartered in Canada, but they have got strong roots and relationships right here in the state of Wisconsin. They are one of the largest frozen potato processors in the world, and uh, they are focused in on not just what's happening today, but what's going to be happening with their farmers, their customers uh, in the future. I had a chance to visit with Jess Newsom. She is uh, one of the gals that is their Senior Director of Agriculture and Sustainability. Jess Newman said that this week, McCain Foods has declared as Sustainability Week. They are focused in on what they call regenerative agriculture and making sure that they're focused on the future, not only as far as their business model, but as far as the resources that they and their farmers are using. That, along with a major expansion project coming to their Plover location. I start off by just asking Jess Newman to explain what is regenerative agriculture, how do you measure it, where is the value, and why should farmers buy in? The way that McCain defines regenerative agriculture is an ecosystem-based approach to farming that aims to increase farmer resilience by enhancing soil health and protecting biodiversity to improve yields while reducing dependency on synthetic inputs. So the six key principles that we often talk about are armoring soils with living plants, so making sure you've got living living cover anchoring that soil, minimizing soil disturbance, um, which we know is a tough one for potato and root crops, right? Um, You need tillage to get it out of the ground. Um, Enhancing crop and ecosystem diversity, making sure those rotations are phenologically diverse and robust. Reducing agrochemical impacts and optimizing water use. Integrating livestock where possible, right? Not possible in all places. Got some good opportunities in Wisconsin. And then ensuring farm resilience, which is the cornerstone of all of this. Any regenerative practice that we're going to, um, you know, endorse or put forward to our grower base has to make economic and agronomic sense. We all need to remain competitive and profitable. You know, a lot of the processes and practices that you just alluded to, Jess, many of our Wisconsin growers have already been doing that. So how do we re-explain to the consuming public those practices that have been in place and how they're connected to regenerative agriculture? So we know our Wisconsin growers are absolutely leading on regenerative agriculture. We recently conducted a baseline survey, and all those principles I was just talking about, 100% of our Wisconsin growers have got coverage on their soil for over 90 days. Um, you know, 90% of our growers in Wisconsin have one in four rotation or more. Um, 44% have considered using livestock, and 81% are already using um, some sort of organic fertilizer, be it manure compost or fixing cover crops. So the way that McCain is thinking about engaging our consumers around this is through launching a regenerative agriculture framework. So really helping to answer the question you just asked, which is, okay, what defines a regenerative potato acre? How do we tell the story of the good work that's already happening? And then partner with our growers on the areas that we're less sure, right? Our growers are totally leading in Wisconsin. But when we look at this framework that we're announcing and putting forward around regenerative agriculture and what those criteria are to meet different levels of achievement for each of those principles, you know, where are growers looking at it and saying, hey, this is the next frontier for me. This is the thing that I want to test. And then we can partner with them. So the way that we're thinking about engaging the consumer is through, through helping to make this definition, this criteria, this framework, really bringing it to life and making it real. What's fun and difficult about potatoes is that we're such a niche crop, right? Um, there is no playbook for what regenerative agriculture means. So we've been proud and excited to be somewhat building that plane while flying it um, with our growers and really wanting their impact and uh, input and feedback. 
So next week, or actually this week, yeah, Sustainability Week is this week. We're going to be announcing and sharing that regenerative agriculture framework, those criteria for all those principles publicly, because we want grower feedback. We want industry feedback. We want something that this consumer can understand and that the grower can also look at and think, hey, this is a menu approach where I can pick what I want to do on my operation and make progress. Before we get to those uh, practices, and again, if you're just joining us, this is Jess Newman, Senior Director of Agriculture and Sustainability for the McCain Foods Company. Uh, let's talk a little bit about why. I think that from a grower's standpoint, I'm already doing what I've been doing, why the increased emphasis on regenerative. Jess, is it coming from within or is it coming from some of the food partners that McCain Foods works with? So the emphasis on regenerative is really coming from within McCain. We see climate change or climate variability as an existential threat to the potato industry. When you look at our agriculture teams across the U.S. and Canada who are supporting our potato farmers, at this point in some regions we're planning for a crop failure every year um, and how we manage that. We know that's devastating for the grower bottom line and financials. Um, it's devastating for McCain, and it, that flows all the way through to our customer, Right. So this is fundamentally about supply security. Um, That climate risk is not going away. We know it's only going to get worse. Um, And when we think specifically about the Midwest and Wisconsin, um, we know we've seen those those larger precipitation events um, coming at times we weren't quite quite used to, those cool early springs, um, things that are increasingly making it more and more complicated to be a potato grower, right? Um, And so the push toward regenerative is how do we invest in our soils? How do we invest in resilience? How do we support our growers in continuing and accelerating that good work that they're already doing on-farm to build that resilience? And again, that's Jess Newman. She is from McCain Foods Potato Processor. And again, dealing with sustainability, regenerative agriculture, you know, things we didn't talk about 10, 15, 20 years ago, but things that uh, have to be dealt with now. Almost 28 minutes after 5, we're going to find out about market activity next year on WAX. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 28 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, about 50 degrees. We'll get 77 today. Rocky joins us from uh, over at Premier Livestock and Withy. It's next week when it's going to be warm. We're looking at about 90 on Tuesday, Rocky. I know that's Whoa. not good for cattle. I hadn't heard that yet, so. you got to get but up hey, earlier in the morning. To- we got, yeah, that's right. That's where I get my news, right here. But, <laughs> but it's uh, going to get Yeah, warm. hey, we got to get things growing, too. The, cow, the cows oh. need feed. They can, they got to be hot for a little while, so they have feed for the when they when they need it. Yeah, we got to work to do to get it knee-high by the 4th, but uh, hopefully that'll happen. Hey, what's going on over there this week at Premier Livestock? Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 165 head of dairy cattle with many reputation fresh cows and spring and heifers. Market was a little softer with the bulk of the field, the bulk of the farmers being in the fields. Top supreme fresh cows. 1750 to 26 and a half. Many other milking and springing cows from 11 to 17 and a quarter. Top springing heifers 1200 to 1675. Uh, the blemished and lesser quality cows and springing heifers 1100 and down. Next week, uh, Wednesday, we got two nice tie stall herds. Uh, one herd averaging 85 pounds. Many cows over 100. We got uh, another reputation set of 20 fancy Jersey cross cows. Uh, they're going to be averaging over 85 pounds of milk coming out of a 26 
6,000-pound Jersey Cross Parlor Freestall Herd. Uh, we also have a load of certified organic grass-fed, certified grass-fed organic spring and heifers. Uh, market recap for the week, uh, good good week for the market here. Fed cattle steady to strong, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 126 to 137. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers up to 141. Uh, top market cows much stronger yesterday. Top market cows 85 all the way up to a dollar two. Most of the cows 70 to 84. Market bulls high yielding a dollar five all the way up to a dollar 20. Newborn Holstein bull calves very strong this week, mostly 125 to 275. Monday, catch this guys, top Holstein bull calves 275 all the way up to 315 on the whole Beef calves, 150 to 365. Next week, Wednesday, uh, next week Friday, uh, we have our machinery auction selling in three rings all day. We get underway at 9 o'clock a.m. with the offline items. Right away, 9.30, we'll be on the big equipment. So don't be late. Come early. You're going to want to get a good parking spot. Uh, we'll have two online rings. Uh, like I said, obviously, in-person online bidding uh, will be uh, hosted through equipmentfacts.com. You can start bidding right now if you like. Uh, we do ask if you want to register to bid online that you do that early. Don't wait to the last minute to get that done. You do do that through Equipment Facts. Uh, questions, call us, 715-229-2500. More details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And that's the way it's shipped up, Bob. You guys, while driving by that parking lot, you guys are going to have to have valet parking someplace. Well, there's usually a lot of people catch catching rides along Highway 73. A little hitchhiking going on. Boy, that's for sure. It'll be a big, big day, that's for sure. All right, Rocky, uh, enjoy it. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky over there. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock and Withy. 28 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll catch up with Mike and find out about this weather for hand, for dairy breakfast, and a whole lot more. And again, we're getting ready. It's not going to be long. Ready for a night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest. Hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headlining Joe Nichols. On-site camping's available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We need to check our weather forecast because we're trying to make hay, we're trying to have dairy breakfast, we're trying to have tractor pulls. We got a lot of outdoor things going on. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 to help us out with that and if everything could happen today it'd be perfect right mike oh absolutely but uh, unfortunately I, I guess you could say fortunately for today anyways things aren't panning out that way because we'll have plenty of sunshine early on really overall just going to be a great day uh, highs getting into the mid to upper 70s now later tonight we'll start to see a few clouds roll in partly cloudy otherwise mid 50s for our lows Going into tomorrow, we'll have a slight chance at a few showers here and there, but otherwise we'll start to clear out a little bit throughout the afternoon. Once again, mid to upper 70s for the highs and uh, mid 50s for our lows tomorrow night with uh, partly cloudy conditions hanging around. Otherwise, for Saturday, that's when we have a chance at some showers and maybe even a thunderstorm throughout the early part of the afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and uh, temperatures mid 70s, so a little cooler 
But then Sunday, this is when our weather pattern starts to shift. We'll have mostly sunny conditions, maybe a chance of a pop-up shower here and there. Otherwise, uh, upper 70s for our highs. Partly sunny conditions for Monday and getting into about the 80-degree mark. That's our best chance at hitting uh, 80 degrees for the first time in June. Kind of weird to say that. We haven't hit 80 degrees yet. But uh, going into Tuesday, mostly sunny, upper 80s for our highs. And that also brings us a slight chance at some showers and thunderstorms as well. And then we slightly pull it back a little bit on Wednesday, but still mid-80s for our highs and uh, partly cloudy conditions out there. But right now in Eau Claire, mainly clear conditions and uh, 47 degrees for the temperature right now. Well, that's kind of cool out there, but I'll tell you what, you just made some folks in Pepin County and Dunn County happy by saying uh, rain will be Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's looking like for now. Of course, we'll uh, we'll update you on that, but let's hope that just holds off a little longer so the dairy breakfast can, uh, you know, people waiting outside don't have to get poured on. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Thanks, Mike. You bet, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You bet. There goes Mike Dandrea looking at our weather on wax. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Morgan and News is next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is time to catch up on what's going on in the news. Morgan McCarthy is with us this morning, as always. And you go to a dairy breakfast. Dunn County Dairy Breakfast. You're a Boycevillian. I know. I, I have Dunn County Dairy Breakfast on my list of things to do this weekend. I was in Glenwood City last night. Oh, you were? What was going ball game up there? Of the course. Kids. We ah, were at the ball field, and I can tell you they were dishing up Culver's ice cream there in the concession stand. Oh, so it good. made me get my dairy breakfast feelers out. Ah, Culver's <laughs> custard is really, really good. I can tell you it was everywhere in those little hands <laughs> after the game as well and melting fast. Ah, good stuff. Hey, what's going on? With some 715 newsroom headlines, we're going to keep those pretty close to our area to start today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning. We know there will not be a trial for a man accused of running down a bicyclist in Lake Halley. This happened in 2020 with 715 Newsroom coverage and the latest from those court records. It's John DeMaster. Court records show that 40-year-old Christopher Peterson pleaded no contest to charges in the case. Police say he hit and killed 60-year-old Dennis Moore in May of 2020. Peterson pleaded no contest to homicide by negligent operation of a vehicle. In exchange, two other charges were dropped. Peterson will be sentenced in August. I'm John DeMaster. A road trip to La Crosse shows us a man looking at a million dollars bond after what could be the city's largest drug bust ever. Police say they found 135 pounds of fake Xanax pills along with a pound of fentanyl, a menagerie of other drugs, four handguns, a rifle, and thousands of dollars in cash. This was all in the apartment of 26-year-old Jay Deeney. He's accused of running a wide-ranging drug operation that saw him make and mail fake pills. Investigators say the drug haul alone is worth over a million dollars. Police arrested him earlier this week. He'll be in court and was in court yesterday. Looking at the political stage, as you may have heard, something about a special session that's supposed to be on the way. Governor Tony Evers once again calling for that. Today I'm calling on a, for a special session of the legislature on Wednesday, June 22nd at noon to take up legislation to repeal Wisconsin's 1849 abortion ban. Now, Wisconsin is one of the states where abortion will become illegal if Roe versus Wade is overturned. We'll pick it apart a little bit. As you might imagine, it falls pretty hard on party lines. Democrat lawmakers applauding the call. Republicans who control the legislature are not. For example, Senate Majority Leader Devin LeMayhew yesterday said they will quickly gavel in and gavel out and leave the state's abortion laws unchanged. When it comes to the city of Clearwater, there is a clear message. People like us. They like us a lot. In fact, they like the whole state. Tourism numbers 
numbers way up. Chippewa Valley leaders saying we had a little bit of a boom last year. New numbers say tourists spent $381 million in the Chippewa Valley area of loan, most of that in Eau Claire County. So plenty of people coming to check out what we have to offer in our area, which living here, you have to say it's a pretty good place to be. And we'll send you back to the barn with Bob, Jill, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you, ma'am. You didn't bring any Culver's custard with you, did you? Put it in the freezer and bring it to your favorite guy. Secret handshake. I'll, I'll let you know where it's at. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All righty. Thank you, Morgan. Warren McCarthy in the newsroom this morning, 20 minutes to 6 here at Wax. For the most part, small grains are in, and a lot of first crop alfalfa has already been knocked down and put up. Let's find out how we're doing as we're going to talk about better farming through better soils with Midwest Bioag. And joining us on the program now is Colton Pearson. And Colton is uh, over in southeast Minnesota. And uh, Colton, am I correct? Is that what you're seeing too? Most of the small grain is in and a lot of that first crop is coming down? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. You know, wheat, oats, um, a lot of rye getting taken off. Uh, First crop hay is definitely coming out for most of the larger dairies Uh, a lot of the guys that are cutting four or five crops a year are pretty well out um some of the smaller guys are going to be rolling this week maybe next week here um yeah it's 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 starting to wrap up here for the first cutting and uh small grains are definitely in maybe summer is here finally well let's talk about some of the midwest bioag products that pair well with small grains and alfalfa first of all is biocal Colton, what's BioCal all about, and what can it do for our soils and, pro- and crops? So BioCal is a essentially a kiln-dried high-calcium lime. Um, it's uh, very high in calcium. Um, it helps loosen up and break down the magnesium in your soil and really free up a lot of the essential nutrients that, you know, the plants require. Um, it's, it's high in sulfur as well. You know, and sulfur is a major driving point in uh, small grains, you know, and alfalfa, beans, and corn as well. And as far as the application amounts, varies by crops, by soil types. How do we do it? Uh, we usually like to look at soil tests first, um, but we can also uh, use it based off of crop as well. Um, you know, corn and beans, that we like to look at that um, based off of the soil, t- or soil test. But uh, alfalfa, you know, small grains, we like to, you know, shoot shoot for that 750 to 1,250 pound mark. And that's BioCal. How about Terra New Ignite, Colton? What's that all about? How do we use that for the betterment of our crop and soils? So Terra New Ignite is one of our Terra New products that uh, BioEgg has developed. Um, it's a uh, 6818. Um, it's, a, it's a very high-quality product. Uh, we've we've done years and years of research on it. Um, it's actually a uh, digested manure-based fertilizer. Um, you know, not, it's not like you're going out there and spreading cow manure because it's been digested and the the nutrients and micronutrients that have been digested and redefined. And you're also putting out you know the microbial that comes from the cow manure, which is essentially dead bugs and um, plant matter that has been digested once already and then we go through and pelletize it and make it you know easier to applicate and uh, yeah it's a it's a phenomenal product it pairs well with small grains you know oats 
wheat, um, barley. Uh, we see see a lot of use of it with with those major products. Timing of application? Are we getting into that window where now is the time for application of uh, Terra New Ignite? We like to, we like to see Terra New Ignite along with our micro pack uh, applied at uh, planting. Um, otherwise, you know, you take one crop off and then hit it again, and uh, you know, we see we see great results with it at planting. Um, and and as a you know second crop, whether you're using it for forage or straw or anything really you mentioned now colton terranu micro pack fill us in on what that product is and how different from uh, ignited is and, and how it benefits us so our terranu micro pack is a product that you know i i personally really really truly do like the product um i i use it in all of my all of my custom blends and it's in all of our standard blends as well um, the analysis of it is a three-three-three, but you know the NPK portion of it isn't so much what we're looking at. It's the it's the uh, micronutrients. Um, you know your micronutrients being boron, uh, calcium, magnesium, sulfur, stuff like that. It's all it's all homogenized into one pellet. So you know you go out there and when you say you are targeting certain products you know boron or sulfur you know you're dumping a bag of this here bag of this there um into the mixer and then it's going out well when you go out and applicate it um you know it's it's spread out you can walk through the field and you can pick out oh there's a piece of sulfur there's a piece of boron with micro pack we're seeing a homogenized pellet that has equal parts of all of those micronutrients that are needed into one pellet and it's it's evenly dispersed, evenly distributed, and it's in my opinion it's a it's a knockout product that we've seen phenomenal results with in not only small grains but corn and beans as well. Products from Midwest Bioag to give you a better quality feed, and again, since uh, Mother Nature doesn't provide those micronutrients the way she used to, there are other ways, and Midwest BioAg has those ways. Again, BioCal, TerraNew Ignite, and TerraNew MicroPack to explain how it all works. Colton Pearson from Midwest BioAg. I'm Bob Bosold. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We need to get on to our markets. And let's hear from Robert Cook from Barron. Equity. Fed cattle, choice beef steers and heifers, 115 to 130.50. High-yielding choice Holstein steers, 120 to 126. Choice Holstein steers, 111 to 119. Unfinished steers and heifers, 110 and down. Cow cows, top 20% sold from 79 to 86 with a top 87.50. 60% sold from 62 to 78. Bottom 20% sold from 61 and down. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves, 70 to 167 with a top of 170. Quality Holstein heifer calves, 105 and down. Our next sheep and goat beef machinery sale is June 18th at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm and look, please call the Barron Market at 715-537-5618. Thank you and have a good day. And it is 12 minutes before 6 o'clock, 47 degrees out there. Today we're expecting to be 77 and sunny. But we need to hear from 
Sparta Equity, and Hunt. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 138 to 145. With the top of 148.50, the Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 130 to 137. The Dairy Cross Steers 122 to 136. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 122 to 130 with the top of 132. The Choice Holstein Steers 114 to 121. And the Unfinished Steers, Heifers and Heavy Steers 113 and down. Cow market was steady today with the high yielding cows bringing 75 to 85, the cutters and utilities 60 to 74, the low yielding and canner cows 59 and down. Bull market steady today with the high yielding bulls bringing 95 to $1.05, the canners and utility and bulls over 2200 discounted at 89 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from $1 to $1.90, the quality Holstein heifer calves 10 to 80. The quality beef calves, 2 to 310, and the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, June 13th, starting at 1230 with slaughter hogs, followed by calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This has been Hunt Eamon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Family owned and operated since 1982. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost nine minutes before six o'clock. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. More with the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Morning, Jerry. Even you got to start making hay, huh? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Yeah, the, we got some uh, neighbors got a bunch cut down. That, uh, well, we got to kind of look for a window so it gets halfway decently dry. But uh, sounds pretty good weather-wise. I don't know what uh, was he. What is the thing for Saturday afternoon now? I didn't... Uh, no rain chances on Saturday afternoon, but uh, maybe you can get it up between, uh, well, today and tomorrow. So it's supposed to be a beautiful day oh. today, sunny and 77. So hopefully it'll oh. uh, it'll help in the making that first crop. Well, how's the market going so far this week over at Stratford? Well, Bob, we'll tell the folks about it. I thank you. Good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. First of all, on Wednesday, lighter weight beef steers and heifers, selling mostly from 125 to 170. Heavier weight beef steers and heifers uh, in a range mostly from 105 to 145. And Holsteins, uh, good quality Holstein feeder steers, lightweight Holsteins on yesterday's sale from 93 to 125. Heavier Holsteins from 84 to 123. Uh, now we'll get into the market part of the sale. Fed cattle yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from a dollar ten to a dollar twenty one. High yielding choice and prime grade Holsteins yesterday from one twenty two to one twenty nine and a half, and select grading cattle and the finished cattle one oh five and below. On the cow market yesterday, high yielding Holstein cows are selling mostly from seventy three to eighty five. Uh, most of the cows on yesterday's auction selling between uh, uh, fifty eight and seventy two. Thin cows like carcass cows below. 58. Bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls, mostly from 90 to 102. Lighter bulls below 85. Good demand this week on the calves. Good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from uh, 100 to 225. Uh, top so far this week on the bull calves at 245. Heifer calves, mostly from 30 to 85. Quality beef calves, 175 to 300. And we topped so far this week on those at 3.40. And we are at Thursday already. Our auction this morning starts at 11 o'clock. Full marketing day here. Fed cattle, market cows, and baby calves. We'll get to those after the lunch hour. And just keep in mind, our next hay auction is next Tuesday. Our next dairy sale coming up on June 21st. We do have a partial herd dispersal uh, for that dairy sale on the 21st. Information on that on our website, Equity Co-op, uh, 
Click on the Stratford page and you'll have that information. And, uh, Bob, it's a good thing the markets are a lot better than Brewer Baseball. Well, they're struggling right now, and I don't know if this... Yelich and some of the pitching doesn't come back. Uh, we're going to be a long, long July, I'm afraid. The rest of June and July. But hopefully they'll turn it around. But uh, in the meantime, we got lots of other things to do. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You, Bob. Bob, enjoy this day and uh, take it easy on lawn. Yeah, that's right. We'll we'll get some mowing of the lawn done as well. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford. When you don't have the right tools for the job, hard work just gets harder. But with an LS tractor from Synergy Cooperative, you'll have the right tool every time. These heavy-duty tractors are loaded with features, providing the quality, capacity, and comfort for you every time. Be ready for spring with a new LS tractor and attachments including tillers, rotary cutters, box blades, and more. Visit Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland to experience the LS difference. Test drive today. Customer. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Synergy Cooperative bringing us the rest of our markets. And the markets on the Board of Trade were higher yesterday, led by soybeans. New contract highs because of strong export and processor demands. Corn and wheat followed. And if you're following the oil price, I don't think we have to. We know what's going up. All you got to do is look at the signs on the gas stations. But it went up yesterday for July 258 crude oil now $121.99 a barrel. Wow. But July corn overnight gave back a penny at 763. The oats down four at 657. Wheat down a penny at 1073. Soybeans down two at 1738. And the meal up a dime this morning at $415.70 on that July contract. And taking a look at country elevator prices. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country of Arcadia. Corn is at 735 with soybeans at 1705. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 704 with soybeans at 1689. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today is 738. Baldwin, $7 with the beans at 1680. Corn at Durand is $7. Beans at sixteen seventy. Mondovi also has corn at seven dollars and sixteen seventy five for the soybeans. Elmwood seven oh five a bushel on the corn, sixteen eighty on the beans. Fall Creek is uh, down to six eighty five with the beans at sixteen sixty five. Osseo the corn is seven ten with the beans at sixteen eighty. Out at Elk Mound seven oh four on the corn, sixteen eighty five on the soybeans. Sparta's corn is seven oh four beans sixteen eighty nine. Ellsworth six eighty five and sixteen fifty five at the ethanol plants. Corn at Boyceville today seven forty seven. Stanley seven twenty three. New Richmond grain facility seven eighteen. Barrel cheese up a penny at two twenty five and a half. Blocks down a half at two twenty seven and a half. Butter up three and three quarters at three dollars a pound. June class three down thirteen at twenty four thirty. July down fifteen at twenty five oh one. August down eleven at twenty four ninety. September down four at twenty four seventy one. October down twelve at twenty four thirty seven. And that's the way the markets look this morning. Once again, our weather. Oh, it's going to be nice today. Mostly sunny and seventy seven. It's 47 degrees right now in our country. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.